Cutting up radio, ladies and gentlemen. And first and foremost, I want to apologize for not coming back at you. I also want to apologize that we've been talking about this shitty ass election as much as we have. Kel, I know you ain't like a politician person. I know good and hell well my black ass ain't no politician person. But the reason that we have been talking about the election, it has been entertainment. Like Barack Obama said, this is comical if it didn't cost people their lives. So today, we're going to do, you know, classic. Literally, we're going to talk about the classics. And I'm talking about any classic. Whether it's a TV show to you, whether it's a song to you, whether it's a person to you, anything that is classic, damn it, that's what we're talking about today. And as always, I got my co-hosts up on the podcast with me. And Kel, let me ask you, bro, what's a uh, classic that you like, man? Well, before I really start about the classics, I would just also like to address... Um, what you said earlier about how you and me both are not like big, you know, politician people. Yeah. And, you know, how I think the last at least seven uh, podcasts have been about the um, presidential election. I think most times we did like twice in one day. Um, even though we were talking about that a lot, I will say I don't regret it because, hell, what else at that point in time could you talk about other um, than that election? Very and- true. And I actually had fun um, reporting on it and reading stories about it to bring people facts and, you know, and let our opinions be known. Because majority of what we say, as you know, is not only factual, but it's our opinion as well. Very true. So, you know, it, but it will feel good to talk about something different. And I thought about this topic on um, being classic because, you know, like you mentioned, whether it's a classic person, a classic song, a classic album, a classic TV show, classic movie. You know, just anything that's considered a classic, you know, that we grew up with or loved when we were young or still love to this day. Something that's considered a classic. And when I say classic, I suppose we can mean early 2000s to later. Okay. That's what I really mean as a classic. And for me, the first thing I wanted to, you know, start it off with, I, I had to do it because... Something you know a lot about and something that you love to talk about. Something I know a lot about and love to talk about. Yes, sir. And that's a person. And, hell, you and me already know who I'm talking about when I say the man's name is Parrish Lassane <laughs> Crooks. Yes, sir. Now, you and I both know uh, who we're talking about. Some people might not know that name when they first hear it. Because he was born... On the East is what a lot of people don't know okay. about the guy. Uh, New York, lived in Maryland, uh, Baltimore, Maryland for a while. Before then, going to the West Coast, Oakland, the Bay Area, and then to L.A. Now, the man I'm speaking about, of course, as y'all know him, is Tupac. Amaru Shakur. And if y'all listen to this podcast, you know 
that when it comes to us talking about music or the past or the 90s, anything in general that we like from the past, Pac is always something that comes up. We talk about them a lot in um, the, the Dream Beefs uh, segments that we did. Yeah. But I just want to take the time to focus on them a little bit as the first classic um, person that we talk about. And the, the, reason why, why, the reason why I would like to do that is because a lot of these youngsters of today, I guess... It's the same way when we were young. They don't really see what the big deal is. Now, to us, that sounds like blasphemy. But to them, <laughs> you know, to them, they don't know what the big deal is about Tupac. They love these rappers of nowadays. So when somebody like us come around and say, man, they ain't got shit on the likes of Tupac, they don't get it. They don't understand. At all. So... The reason, that's the reason why I want to kind of take the time to really tell people and show people why Pac is such a classic. And the thing is, I don't even want to focus really on the stuff people know too much. I, got you. I don't really want to focus on the Death Row days because God knows we've had so many documents and movies <laughs> and, uh, shows and everything about the Death Row days. We don't really need to talk about that. Everybody knows about that. Okay. I, would like to talk about first the man himself. And one thing I always respected about Tupac was first of all his mo- his mother being a black panther uh was arrested and sentenced to jail while she was pregnant with Tupac. And he was actually born in a jail cell. Now for somebody to start off their life like that the the way he came into the world is already epic to me. Yeah, the fact that his mother is a Black Panther and he was born in a jail cell, and niggas wonder why he grew up to be so much uh, trouble. To be born in jail under a mother, a single mother, who's a Black Panther, and then who got hooked later got hooked on crack. Like again, that kind of lifestyle can make or break you. And that's one thing I love about Pac is the fact that even though he grew up in some of the most ghetto ways, like uh, the hood, um, being broke, you know, typical black way, basically, um, that he grew up in. But I respect the fact that he showed the world that you don't have to be all ignorant. You don't have to, uh, you know, choose one way. Because... Pac knew poetry. Pac took acting classes. Pac knew, Pac read books. Pac knew, Pac knew a lot about politics and politicians and strategizing and things like that is what I really respect and what I really would like to shine a light on because I'm not, everybody wants to shine a light on hit him up. Everybody wants to shine a light on uh, all eyes on me. I get all that. But the thing to me that makes Tupac such a classic, especially music-wise, is the fact that his songs are not only relatable, but timeless. Because I don't care what nobody says. Dear Mama is one of the first songs I'll bring up. Okay. Now, of course, I know everybody don't have a great... Uh, that, that doesn't mean everybody has a great relationship with their mom. But 
majority of people do. Yeah. So that song will resonate with people. Whether your mom is alive, whether your mom passed away, whether your mom, uh, you know, just did whatever, did her best to take care of you, uh, to raise you right, to make sure you had clothes on your back, roof on your head, food, you know, on the table. You can relate to that song. What he keeps saying on the song, you are appreciated. Yeah. You know, like, anybody can relate to that. And that song, if I'm not mistaken, well, it was... It was on the uh, Me Against the World album. So it had to be a 94, 95 song. Yeah. So even back then, and to this day, that song, word for word, can be relatable. It can be sung by anybody. There you go. So that to me is what makes his music a classic. It's not because I think I've said this before about him. He's never been the most lyrical rapper of all time. Nobody's ever said Pac had the best lyrical flow. Nobody's ever said that Pac had the punchlines or the one-liners like that. Yeah. None like that. But what Pac had was raw, real lyrics that were relatable to the hood, the ghetto, and black people. I mean, come on now. You cannot listen to songs like I Wonder If Heaven Got a Ghetto. You cannot listen to songs like Changes and go, I don't see what it's talking about. Hmm. Like, Changes is a song you can listen to right now and it pertains to 2020. I see no changes. All I see is racist faces. Just, uh, my, my bad, I just gotta say, just the way he started that damn song off, I see no changes. Fuck it. Even though, like, the last... Seven, eight, nine? Hell, I, I know it wasn't that many, but y'all know why I'm saying that. The past few podcasts was about the presidential election. Let's just be honest. With no damn changes in that presidential election, people was bitching because the guy that they wanted to win lost. That always happened in every presidential election. So, like Pac said at the beginning of the song, I see no changes. What was all the second line, brother? All I see is racist faces. God damn so, so, that's all what it is. Um, he said in that very song, cops give a damn about a Negro. Pull a, killer, pull a trigger, kill a nigga, he's a hero. That. <laughs> still the way it is today. And like I said, these songs were made in like 95, 96, 94, whatever. Yeah. And his songs to this day still can ring true. And that to me is what makes him such a classic. It's not the fact about his lyrical ability. It wasn't the fact about uh, claiming a game like a crib or blood or, or, you know, anything like that. It was just... Stuff that you can relate to. Who can't relate to? Keep your head up. Like, there's a song right there that should resonate with black people. Not just even black people, but people, uh, period. There you go. Uh, Brenda's got a baby. No female, to me, at least, should be able to listen to that song and be like, bullshit, or whack, or, you know, anything like that. They should hear that song and be 
Like, damn. Like, I'm feeling this because that's, that's the thing about Pac. Pac was all, is always looked at like a gangster. He's always looked at as a thug. He's always looked at as like one of the hardest rappers of all time. And I, and I get that. Pac was a man. But, again, look at his early catalog. Brenda's Got a Baby, Keep Your Head Up, Dear Mama. You know, uh, most of all his early songs are geared towards females or just towards um, black people in general. There you go. And that, to me, is what made him so important because... He, he has wrote a book on poetry. So, to me, his songs were poems on a beat, basically. Yeah. That's um where I get a lot of my um poems like that I personally wrote from. Because Tupac had Brenda's Got a Baby. I wrote A Friend. Anybody that's ever read or even heard me spit that poem, it's like, damn. Tupac came out with, uh, let's see, uh, hell, I'll just use uh, Keep Your Head Up for an example. He came out with uh, Keep Your Head Up. Well, what I came out with was different pieces like uh, that people mentally go through. Now, Pac was talking about keep your head up. I talk about suicide, depression. And in both of those poems, anybody that read them, like, damn, Velda, I ain't know it was like that. It's not like that for me, but trust, it's like that for a lot of people out there. And one classic uh, that I got to bring up, LTD. I don't know if uh, you uh, rock with them, but LTD, let me explain why I bring them up. LTD came out with a song called Love Ballad. And oh, back in the 70s, oh, that was the shit. Back in the 70s, Love Ballad was like a go-to love-making song. Now, the reason I bring that up, Back in the day, everybody that knows me knows cards was my life. I will never forget on a Sunday playing cards with a house full of grown ass men. And we was able to play a love making song like that. And it was no nothing. It wasn't none of this shit. Hey, man, uh, that's kind of gay, man. You why Why are you running that? Why are you playing that? Well, LTD, that's just a classic group that you can listen to their songs anytime. Now, when you with, you know, somebody that you want to make love with, all right, cool, get down. But you can listen to that song with anybody. Love Ballad, and that shit will just have you uh, moving from side to side. That's another thing I miss. I miss when songs used to have a motherfucker moving from side to side. I'm sick of songs just being about beats. And technically, it's not even about beats no damn more. It's just about the bass in the beat. I'm sick of that shit. I can't stand it whatsoever. And hell, uh, 
NBA young boy. Never broke again, young boy. I understand that he wanted to say NBA, but like me personally, I'm sorry, niggas, sit down. Come up with another damn name. Like, people not even able to, you know, come up with their own rap name anymore. Because Pac, he just went with his own name. That's what, that's all that Tupac did. And everything that Pac did. You gonna know where I get this from. Now, some listeners might not know where I get this from. But, one thing I remember Tupac doing. Oh, scandalous ass bitch. That was off Poetic Justice. He was a hell of an actor. You think Takashi 6 9 can act like Pac? Don't worry, I'll wait. Exactly. That fool can't do that shit. Hell, uh, I just can't stand that shit. Ain't no classics no more in any genre. It ain't no classic movies. Ain't no classic music. Ain't no classic people. Shit, who the most classic motherfucker out now? Donald Trump. Any damn body, every damn body know. Trump ain't no fucking classic. But he became president. You know, he's a good businessman. But, um, bro. I just, just want to bring up the fact that Pac is one of the most influential. If not, I would probably say the most influential rapper of all time. Like, in that category, to me, Nobody can fuck with him. And I'm not saying other rappers aren't influential because they are. But to me, he is the most influential of all time. Because I know you mentioned how, you know, uh, his poetry or his songs might have influenced some of yours. Yeah. Um, I feel like Pac influenced an entire generation of black people. And I don't think you can say that. I'm sorry, bro. Can you repeat that? That he about how he influenced the whole generation. Yeah, I believe that he's done that, and I don't see any rapper, past, present, or future that can really say that same thing again. I know there's a lot of big rappers. Um, There's your Snoop's, your uh, Eminem's, your Jay Z's, uh, Nas, Ludacris, Outkast, Scarface, uh, so many more who are like real influential. Rappers or rappers who did something, you know, to make history. N.W.A., you know, we all know all, all that. Yeah. But to me, Pop kills all that simply because he is somebody who I truly believe if, if he was alive today, because he said this himself, that eventually his goal was going to be to get into politics. I think he was asked in 96, like, what does he see himself in five years? And that was 96, of course. So (laughs) five years, that would have been uh, 2001. Yeah. So where would you see yourself in five years? And he did say, you know, if God let me breathe that long, which unfortunately he didn't, but um, if God let me breathe that long, I see myself changing the world. 
Like, he can say I see myself as the top uh, rap artist of all time, or uh, I see myself selling hundreds of millions of records, or I see myself in a mansion with a bunch of money or nothing like that. He said, I see myself changing the world. So, that to me is why he is one of the most influential artists of all time, because he was not only smart, he, he knew the struggles that people were feeling enough to write them in a song that everyone, male, female, young, old, even some black, white, should be able to relate to. Like you said, you wrote one about um, suicide depression. Pop constantly said his song was about suicide. Hell yeah. Wake up in the morning and I ask myself, is life worth living? Should Should I bless myself? myself? Yeah, so, you know, even people who are suicidal can listen to that and be like, I relate to that. I feel that. Yeah. So it can be like some sort of uh, inspiration. Now, the word influential, because I use that word to say he's influential. Yeah. That can be a good thing, but there are influential people who are for the worst. Like, okay, Hitler was influential, but not in a good way. So there are a lot of influential people out there, but I'm talking about somebody who can be influential in the right way. Yes, towards the end of his life, Pac was on some rowdier shit. Yes, he was fighting and screaming and cussing people out and things like that. But the reason I'm trying my best not to really highlight that part, because number one, has been highlighted enough, but I just want to highlight the part of the man that really shows who he is. Like, he talked one time about how, you know, I made Keep Your Head Up, Brenda's Got a Baby, uh, Dear Mama. I made all these songs, but when I made I Get Around, that's the one song everybody blew up. Uh, so he was like, why are people mad? And politicians, by the way, were mad at rap back then. So he was like, why is people mad that I get around all because of one line in the song? I think he said, uh, yo, shop, let them hoes know. Like, something like that. Yeah. But meanwhile, he made all these songs like Brenda's Got a Baby, Dear Mama, uh, Keep Your Head Up. That's three. Nobody talks about them. They talked about like the one song and that was I Get Around. Yeah. So, that's why I feel like Pac in a lot of ways was always vilified and his bad points or whatever, people um, blew out of proportion and highlighted that. And that's why a lot of young kids, when they talk about Tupac, all they talk about is the gangster, the thug life, the hit him up, the death bro days. But they don't talk about the before that. They don't talk about the Pac who was in Juice, the Pac that was in Poetic Justice, uh, and all the movies that he was in. Yeah. Like, Pac was in movies before, or at least the same time Ice Cube was in movies. Uh, Pac was in movies uh, before Snoop was in movies, before uh, any rapper who acts now, like Ice-T or Exhibit or mm-hmm. just all these, um, rap Queen Latifah, all these rappers who are big actors and actresses now, Tupac really started that because when Juice was made, I don't think Tupac even made his first album yet. Damn. At least I'm not sure. I don't think... If he did, he only made the first one. So he was still like a a rookie in the rap game. Yeah. Like, people don't usually make movies until, what, their second album or something blow up? Eminem made 8 Mile after the Eminem show, I think. So that was three albums deep. 
50 Cent made Get Rich or Die Trying. I think two albums deep. T.I. made on uh, ATL. He was a few albums deep. Pac wasn't even albums deep when he was already reaching out into uh, acting. And, and yeah. Pac was the best at it. Because mm-hmm. T.I., I love to listen to him rap. But for me, the like the only movie that his ass was good at acting in was ATL. He sucked as an actor. I hate watching T.I. act. Because the thing is, everybody, you know, has like an accent or what, uh, uh, whatever, depending on where you from. Every time that nigga acting something, he strongly put that goddamn Atlanta accent on the shit. Yeah, man, I'm from the A. We get it. Like I say, I, I can't stand watching that fool like every movie that Pop did, not only did you wanna watch it, nine times out of ten, you gonna remember like a part of it. Cause that part of Poetic Justice where I said old oh, scandalous ass bitch. Like that was when him and Janet was arguing. That still is one of the funniest arguments I ever seen on a movie. That came from a rapper slash actor. Somebody who was determined to make sure that you remembered him. Yeah, because if you watch any movie with Tupac, I don't care which one it is. Above the Realm, uh, Juice, um, Poetic Justice, uh, Gang Related. Um, what's that other one? Gorilla. Yes, Gorilla. Any of those movies... If you watch him, I don't think he's the main character in any of those movies. He's like the second main character or third, but he's not. not he's not <laughs> never the big first main character. Juice was Omar Epps. Uh, Poetic Justice was Janet Jackson. Um, Above the Rim was um Dwayne uh, Leon Martin. and yeah Dwayne oh, Martin yeah. Uh, Gridlock was I think John Belushi and. Gang related, or was that gang related that had John Belushi? It was one of them. But anyway, he was always like the second or third billing of the movie. He was never like top billing, first um, billing of the movie. But in every single movie, you only remember his parts. Yeah. You only, like, he steals the scene. He takes command of, like, whatever scene he is in, that's what you're going to remember. That's the character that's going to make the movie, whatever character he plays. Hell yeah. So, even though I heard he was supposed to be in Baby Boy, I'm glad that didn't happen. <laughs> I'm not saying Baby Boy is a bad movie. Hell, I love the, that movie. I'm just saying, I just don't think... I don't know how Pop would have played that part. Like, I'm sure he would have done it and, and would have pulled it off. But that part, to me, was better suited for Tyrese than it would have been for Pop. I'll just say like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he, to me, is the best rapper, actor of all time. Like, Ice Cube is good. Queen Latifah is good. Will Smith. Probably, when you think about it, somebody who's the best rapper, actor of all time, Will Smith is their number one. But the thing is, if Pac had died, I'm sure by now he'd probably blown Will Smith out the water. 
Yeah, but Will Smith, he would not have even married Jada Pickett if Pac would have still been living. I'm sorry, because when Will Smith went on The Breakfast Club and they asked him, well, uh, how, uh, were you jealous at the relationship that Jada Pickett had with Tupac? Will Smith said without skipping a beat, fuck yeah. Damn, Will. It's kind of, kind of harsh, but well, he he was speaking the truth. Will ain't give a shit. Were you jealous? Fuck yeah. Shit, Will was just keeping it one hundred. Yeah, he might as well, because the thing about pop. And it's the same thing about a lot of rappers to this day. I think a lot of people were jealous of Pac. To be honest, because everybody who's a fan of Pac will always say this. Because they always talk about towards the end of his life. Snoop Dogg and him fell out. And people say that Snoop was jealous of Pac. And to be perfectly honest, I do believe that is true. But at the same time, I can't blame Snoop. Like I, you cannot blame Snoop at, for being jealous of Tupac, and I'll explain why completely. Okay. Death Row Records, when it first came out, was Dr. Dre was the big boss. He released the Chronic, but the Chronic had what sixteen songs if you include the skits yeah. as well, and over half of that album. Snoop was on every song. Snoop, I think, was on more songs than Drake on The Chronic. And that was a way to push Snoop. And then the next album was um, Doggy Style. Doggy Style came out. It became the highest, the quickest selling rap album of all time to touch a million before, um, I think, which one? Marshall Matters LP beat it uh, years later. But it was the uh, first one to sell that many records that quickly. So... After that, Murder Was the Case came out. After that, the Dog Food album with the Dog Pound came out. This is what Death Row was until Tupac hit. Because before Tupac hit, when you thought of Death Row, you thought Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg. Or Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre. After Pac got on, it became Suge Knight and Tupac. Or Tupac and Suge Knight. There you go. So... You see pictures towards the later years of Death Row without Dre. Dre had already left. And in the picture, Tupac and Suge are side by side and Snoop is in the back. Imagine how you would feel if you were Snoop. You helped build this company from the ground up with all your albums. With Dre, by the way. But then Dre leaves. Suge puts himself in that position. And Pac is now the number one star. Wouldn't you feel kind of jealous too? Hell yeah. So, I, I can't lie. Whether people like it or not. I'm going to say it like this. Death Row was built on the back of Snoop Dogg. Death Row fell on the back of Tupac. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I love Tupac. Damn, damn, man. I love Tupac. But it fell on his back. It did. It ended at that point. Dre left. Uh, they was beefing with everybody. Then Pop died. 
Then Shook went to jail. Then Snoop left. Like when Pac got there, that was like the beginning of the end. Hell yeah, cause. I love, you know, looking at, like, little documentaries about it. But like you said, shit, that's all that they talk about. That's all that they talk about. Because uh, every time that I think that they coming out with something new, I'll never forget um, when we um, first moved in with each other. And there was something about Death Row on BET. Mm -hmm. Now, see, I got excited as hell. I told you about it, and you got the remote, and very calmly started looking for what else was on TV. I looked at you, and you you want to change it? You just hit me with this one line. What else new is there to learn about it? Uh, I'm sorry. The NWA movie, the Biggie movie, the Tupac movie, the Death Row Chronicles. Like, like, it's so much shit that talks about... And now, apparently, there's another Tupac movie coming out with Nick Cannon. <laughs> apparently, this is supposed to be like a Netflix uh, doing. It better be. I don't know if it's a straight... <laughs> I don't know if... I don't know if it's a movie or if it's a series. But apparently it's supposed to be about Death Row. It's supposed to be about Pac again. And this time, Nick Cannon is rumored to play uh, Tupac. I'm oh, sorry. After Papa Doc? Why not? Why the hell not? Because Papa Doc, nothing about that particular actor matched Tupac. Hold on. Papa Pac. <laughs> <laughs> Also, without skipping a beat, Anthony Mackie is a good actor. <laughs> and that's the guy who played him, you know, Anthony Mackie. He was a good okay. actor. I give him his respect. Okay. Like, I don't think hood characters this is his thing. Like, everybody knows him as Papa Doc, but if you watch some of his other movies where he's not playing, like, hood characters, he's really, he, it show, he shows his range as an actor. He's a really good actor. But when he falls into these hood roles, you can tell, like, they're not for him. Like, he, I'm not saying he's uncomfortable, but it just don't suit him as much as uh, the other roles that he has played in movies. That, that To me, that suits him better. And when he played Tupac, I could not immerse myself in the movie. I couldn't suspend my disbelief. All I saw was Anthony Mackie I'll, trying to be Tupac. I could not see Tupac. I actually cried laughing at the scene of the movie where this fool was like hanging out the window Cussing Biggie out uh, and all of that. Cussing Biggie and Diddy out. Because I'm looking at this fool. Before you said his name, I ain't know his name. So I'm going to still stick with damn Papa Doc. What the hell is Papa Doc doing cussing out B.I.G. and goddamn Diddy? What the fuck is he doing? He obviously has a a great respect for Ralph. I mean, he played an eight mile with Eminem. Then he played the Tupac character in the Biggie movies. Like he obviously, he obviously has a deep respect for um, rap and rappers. And I, I get that. I'm, I respect that. But again, you got to know your limitations and know where is not going to be a good look for you to accept a certain part. And I know you talking about the part where he hung out the window. Uh, 
cussing at Biggie and Puffy, my scene was when he was, I think, in the club with uh, Biggie, and the cameraman came around to be like, hey, Biggie and Pop, can I get like a shot of y'all? And the first thing he said was, what up, motherfuckers? I'm Tupac. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like Tupac never. Like, and I'm not saying I knew Pac personally, but from everything I watched with Tupac, that was not how he would have addressed anybody. What? Like, uh, that that's why I just had to, like, bust the fuck out laughing because you are telling nothing but the truth. You're telling the truth because that's uh, another thing that I miss. You remember them classic, like, played only gangsters and movies from the 90s? Mm-hmm. That is what I miss. They tried to grab his ass and put him as uh, Tupac because his ass was in that damn movie with Eminem. Like I say, nothing about that guy matched Tupac. Tupac was not that dark. Tupac didn't sound like that. D- nothing. I didn't think Tupac had a gap like that either. Shit, man. Like, again, guy's a good actor. I'm not saying he's not a good actor. I'm just saying you just, again, know your limitations of what part you should play and what part you shouldn't play. And I definitely believe that that wasn't a part at all that was fitting for him. A lot of people talk shit about the guy who played Pac in All Eyes on Me, but he was ten times better. A hundred! Than Anthony Mackie in um, Notorious. He's damn sure going to be better than Nick Cannon. Nobody is going to be able to see him as Tupac. I mean, nobody when I say that. Wait, wait, wait. I just got to see the first thing that they have the um, two cannon saying. That's that, I can't call that bastard Tupac. Two cannon, two Nick something. What up, motherfuckers? <laughs> I'm Tupac. Like, what you doing, Cannon? <laughs> you want to take your ass back to all that? Well, I know. All that, too. You Hell. Take your ass back that far. Take your ass back to Drumline. Take your ass back to Keenan and Kale. <laughs> there you go. Shit. Take your ass back, Nick Cannon. Because the reason I brought up, like, in the 90s, people, like, just playing gangster roles. Now, um, I'll go with the guy from uh, Minister Society that got in a fight with Kane. He was also that uh, gangster and set it off. He was also a gangster in Don't Be a Menace. Even though Don't Be a Menace was a comedy movie, he, you know, fit the bill. He was uh, a rapist in um a uh, player's club. There you go. So they at least had somebody that fit the bill. Like I say, that I didn't even think about uh the part that you brought up that um the notorious Pac did. Because, like I say, for me, the thing was, now granted, everybody, like, if you look it up on YouTube, you will see and hear clearly Pac cussing, you know, uh, 
Biggie and P. Diddy out. Yes, but having Papa Doc do it, like I say, he did not match anything of Tupac. When I seen his ass out the window cussing and screaming and yelling, I was... I wonder who that is that's pissed off at Biggie and Diddy. When my brother told me it was Tupac, <laughs> it was funny, but I still can't believe that. I still have a very hard time believing that. That was not no damn Tupac. I don't give a damn what the credits say. That was not Tupac. That was out the window cussing and yelling and flipping the bird. That was not. That that was just damn disrespectful. And um, I tell you what, since we all been talking about Tupac, um, well, actually, I want to uh, keep talking about him. You may mention uh, earlier about how Pac was not the most lyrical rapper. Mm-hmm. And that is why, like, I um based a lot of the poems that I do on, you know, um, like uh, the way that he rapped, the stuff that he would say. Because I sent one poem to somebody and all that they told me was, watch how many times you use the word it. Now, the poem that I sent was a friend. Now, if anybody that has ever, like, uh, heard me spit that poem, they'll tell you, man, that's good. But this fool, watch how many times you say it. That's it? That's all you got for me? Because everybody that um, really um, listens to the type of poetry I do... Now, I know I'm not on Tupac level. I will never say that I'm on Tupac level. But the one thing that I will say about my poetry and his songs, you will never forget whenever you hear one of them. Because it's like that for every poem that I do. Like, people might... um, Remember a poem for this, that, that, this. But at the end of the day, you are going to remember it. I do not want anybody to ever come up with me. Man, Phil, you know you got that young thug vibe. What? Man, bro, that sound young thuggish. You get your ass whooped. I don't want a nigga coming up to me. Yeah, Velt. That's that good NBA young boy vibe that you got going. It's what? Man, come on, dog. You know, I can see you and Takashi 6 9 tearing it up. No. No. Hell, Pac was a classic hell. I'm still blowing at the fact that they uh, said Tupac in the newest Child's Play movie. That's just how influential 
that brother was. He died in 96, if I'm not mistaken. Died in 96. Here it is, 2020. Years since he died. Anybody else, people, most of the time, most likely would have forgotten about. But not Tupac. I haven't seen the Kurt Cobain movie. I think he died like a year before Tupac. And I'm not saying like he was influential, because he was, but... Again, where where's his movie? Where's his documentary? There you go. Where's, you know, people like that who died around the same time as him. And Biggie was influential, you know, where he had a movie, but after his movie, that was it. Pac had movies, documentaries, uh, Tupac Resurrection, uh, like all kinds of shit about him done. Thug Angel. Yeah, all kinds of shit about him was done. And apparently it's going to keep being done. But, um... To me, the most thing that I keep mentioning of what makes him as influential and as big as a loss that he was, yeah, is mostly because of the fact of what I think he would have done politically. Now, I truly believe that Pac would have at least he'd have been the first one to try to run for president, like Kanye um, has done. But Pac would have been much more successful. I'm not saying he would have won. But he'd have been a lot more successful than Kanye was at uh, like running for any sort of office, whether it was governor, senator, uh, mayor, uh, president, whatever. I, I think he would have done something big in um, politics. Because one thing that gets me that rappers like Lil Wayne, rappers like Ice Cube, that they did when talking to Donald Trump about this uh, platinum plan and how he was going to help the black community. Yeah. <clears throat> Here's the thing. As rich as Lil Wayne and Ice Cube is, as rich as a lot of black people are, why don't they start their own plan where they put a bunch of money into like a foundation from a lot, a lot of celebrities of all who are black, put a bunch of money into a foundation that they start themselves and that they put money into and the money for that foundation just goes straight to the black community, straight to black businesses, straight to black uh homes, straight to black colleges, black schools. Like, the same thing the Platinum Plan was going to do or claim it was going to do. Yeah. As rich as a lot of black people are, why can't y'all put start your own foundation? Fuck waiting on government. Fuck waiting on a white man to do it. All y'all black celebrities need to take some money, put it all into a foundation, and that foundation helps black people. Why can't y'all do that? Why y'all have to ask Trump to do it? And one thing I would have loved to see Tupac do if he was still alive, I would have loved to see Pac go after all of these rappers that's kissing ass of Donald Trump. I would have loved to see Pac go after Lil Wayne for that shit. I would have loved to see Pac go after Ice Cube for that shit. Now granted, No Vaseline is a good diss track, but No Vaseline will ever have anything on Tupac hit him up. Now, it's a video trend going on of people simply reacting to Tupac uh, hit him up. Yeah, the younger they are, or the older they are, anybody who's never heard it, react the same way with shock. With, with goddamn. Um, like, all the 
reactions that they had was because they're not used to that. They Hell no. When these rappers today have beef, if I don't even think there is rap beef anymore, to be perfectly honest. And I'm not saying there should be. I'm not saying rappers should like just constantly beef all the time, but they're not used to diss tracks where rappers straight up calling other rappers out and calling names the way Pac did and hit them up. Because one thing that I would have loved for Pac to do, see, I ain't even uh, noticed... Uh, what you uh brought up about uh Pac movies? How like Pac? He was just like the second or third like star. He was never the main star. I would have loved for Pac to go after Ice Cube. Yeah, in all my movies, people remember me. What about you, you Smokey motherfucker? Everybody remember Smokey off of the first Friday. Everybody don't give a, like, yeah, I said it correct. Everybody don't give a shit about Craig. Not in that first Friday. Because Smokey, Chris Tucker, he stole that shit. And point blank, people were constantly, like, after uh, Chris Tucker to come back. I'll say what I was skipping a beat. If Tupac would have made, like, the Friday franchise. Oh, Chris Tucker would have came back because Tupac is the type of person, he was a businessman. Pac had way more than just that funk-ass rap music. Yeah. And, um, like I said, I feel like Pac would have made a plan for black communities himself. Like, which I think a lot of these black artists need to do. If Ice Cube and Lil Wayne and uh, 50 Cent, all of them got together and started their own foundation for the black community to raise money, and they got money from Oprah, they got money from Tyler Perry, they got money from uh, just, you know, a lot of rich black people to put some money into this foundation, and the money goes to black communities, black businesses, black schools, black colleges, all of that, we'd be all right. Instead of waiting for Donald Trump or waiting for the government or waiting for a white guy, guy to do it, don't sit there begging a white guy to do it. Y'all have money too. Y'all can, I'm not saying y'all are rich as Donald Trump, but again, all these black people who are rich together put some money into the black community, we'd be all right. That's why I love Master P so much because Master P, uh, Snoop Dogg, uh, and well, let me just complete this thought. The reason I love them so much, they like have little football teams. They have like little uh programs to help the black community. Hell, Master P was trying to help one of this new age generation artists, Kodak Black. The fuck can anyway, he was trying to help Kodak Black. And Kodak Black got on Breakfast Club. Yeah, man, I'm cheap. If you learn, you know, how to spend your money, you wouldn't have to be so fucking cheap. But this generation, I'll easily say that one reason I wish Pac was alive, he would be able to change this whole generation. Because the generation that we are in, 
Dave Chappelle called it the age of spin. I'm calling it the age of outdoing each other. Everything that motherfuckers come out with nowadays in 2020 going forward. Hell, it was, it was happening long before 2020. But especially this year, it's like motherfuckers just only want to outdo the last thing that came out. They don't give a damn about uh, being able to really look at what's wrong with this, what's wrong with that. They just so damn determined to outdo whatever the fuck it was that just came out. And I also would like to point out the fact that when you said about Snoop and Master P having all like little football teams and everything. You. Guess which rapper in 1996 said he was going to do that. You son of a... It better not have been Pac. Exactly. You sick... God damn it, man. There was an interview when people... I was asking him like what he was trying to do for the community and everything. And he was talking about all the stuff he and Death Row Records was going to do. And he said well, one thing was starting a Little League team. But, of course, he died a little while later and couldn't, like, be around to actually have that fulfilled. Now, the likes of Snoop and um, Master P and all that have a team. So, Pac was just a man who was just way ahead of his time. Like, I feel like the shit Pac wanted to do, and I, and I really do believe this is the reason why he was killed. Like, not only because he wanted to do so much positive shit for the black community, but because he wanted to get off in politics. No rapper other than Kanye West, has really ever tried to get into politics other than Tupac. And when Kanye West did it, number one, no one took him seriously. Number two, he did it kissing up behind Donald Trump. Pac would have went on his own. Not kissing up behind a, a Republican or a Democrat. I feel like he would have done it his own way. And somehow, even his own way, he would have still shot up at least towards the top. Like I said, I ain't saying he would have won anything, but he just shot up towards the top. Unlike Kanye, who, again, at this point is just a laughing stock of his political inspirations. Uh, nobody takes him seriously. But if Pac had done it, which Pac would have did it early 2000s, like it wouldn't even been just now. Yeah, Pac would have already, I feel like, done that like by 2005 or so, if he was alive. But that, to me, is what makes him more inspirational. People need to if you want to emulate a rapper, the reason why Tupac is the main one people say you should emulate is not because everybody should try to make a hit him up. It's not because everybody should try to make a, 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 a All Eyes on Me or a, a Macafelli, uh The Seven Day Theory. Nobody's saying you need to do all that. What they're trying to say is just reach out there towards the black community like he did. Uh, be a political activist like he was. Be outspoken like he was. Pockets are somebody who could not control his mouth. And that's one of the biggest things about black people today. A lot of us try to watch what we say just to try not to offend white people, just to try not to offend us, a group of people or something like that. Pac was somebody who would have just said, fuck them. And here's the way it is. And this is what I'm going to do. But it wouldn't have been no compromising. There you that go. That needs to be a leader we need to have uh, for black people at a certain point. It's for somebody to just say, Everything that's on their mind, everything that's true, fuck trying to or uh, not trying to offend because they don't care if you get offended. There you go. But just don't offend them apparently. But just say what you need to say 
and get your message out without trying to bite your tongue and beat around the bush with people. Huh. Like, be somebody like that who stood up just for right. I heard Regina King tell a story about um, Tupac on the set of Poetic Justice. She said one time she almost didn't make it to the set of Poetic Justice to film the movie because somehow she didn't have a ride. Pac was already at the movie set, and Pac told her, here I come, where you at? Hmm. She told him, well, guess who showed up and picked her up? <laughs> Damn Pac. Like, just little small stories like that just shows what kind of guy that he was. It's not just about the hit em ups and all that. It's like just who the guy was that made him so real. And I'm talking about the real definition of real. Not the definition of today where they're talking about I'm real because I'm fucking all these women or I'm real because I'm gangbanging or selling drugs or shooting. That's not the real I'm talking about. I'm talking about being a real person. Yes, you're famous. Yes, you got money. But still, you're a real person and you really care about um, what's going on in your own community. And again, don't just sit there waiting for government and holding your hand out to a rich white man to please... Sir, can I have some more? Like, make it yourself. Do these things yourself. There's too many rich black people in this country. And 2020 has showed us that as black people, we need to do for ourselves. There you go. Because nobody else is going to do it. I don't care if it's Democratic or Republican. Nobody's going to do it the way we need it done. So we need to get together and do it ourselves. And fuck trying to... Make everybody comfortable. If they get offended because we're trying to build ourselves up, then aren't they the same ones who every time we try to say Black Lives Matter, they say, well, black people kill black people all the time. Yeah. They ain't got no problem pointing out our flaws, but if we do something positive to build ourselves up, and they start, oh, how come black people are just building themselves up for um, other black people? Not everybody. Again, y'all ain't have no problem pointing out our flaws. Mm-hmm. So when we do something ourselves to build ourselves up, instead of being kept down and kept you know, hypnotized by the government and them handing us everything, make black money work for black people. Mm. That's what we should do. And all these rich black people would have been the first way to start, but since Trump didn't win, there's no talk of a platinum plan. Now these black rappers who was behind them are sitting there all mad because they didn't win when they can do something themselves, which is something I believe Pac would have done. And to me, again, that is just one thing that makes him influential and makes him a classic. But um, we got about a minute and some seconds left, brother. And again, with classics, um, even though this is probably episode classic Tupac, we can do classic something else. Like again, like a TV show, movie, an album, a song, another person. So hopefully, we will be back with this series to do more. But um, go ahead, wrap this up, brother. Brother, when it come down to it, this the way I'm gonna wrap it up. Tupac. Was not just a classic. Tupac Amaru Shakur was the classic.